0: WTBR-FL. It's Field. Welcome to Ham on WTBR. The all-inclusive ham radio show for hams and non-hams alike.
1: B. E the show contact us on www.facebook.com slash ham jam tv and now the hosts of the show peter and jessica ham
0: on
2: and good morning good morning everybody how are we today it's wednesday again here on wtv and pittsfield you're listening to ham on it's yeah, that time same again. Same bad show. time. Same bad time, Same bad time. Same bad time, Big show. Big show.
1: <laughs> big
2: show coming in today.
1: And we then, yes, yeah, so another
2: A really lot of stuff to get done today. A lot of stuff to get done.
1: Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, one, well,
2: one week. one week till Christmas.
1: Christmas, Christmas yes, Christmas we will. We will be here.
2: Lord. We will be here with a uh, nice little Christmas show here. So let's uh, go. I go. Go. Go to your news. We won't even do the. Go, we won't go, even go, do the go, thingy go, today. Go, we'll just go. Go, go, to go, my news. go right to the news, and then I've got. I've I got don't even something. have my
1: thingy today.
2: I, I could put your thingy up. But oh,
1: no, no, now that sounds suggestive. What the heck?
2: Wait a minute. Well, it, it might be, but here we can. We can do this for you.
1: That's horrible. That's horrible. There you go. Yay, news time. (coughs) (coughs) Calling all amateur radio operators. ESA is challenging everybody and anyone with amateur radio equipment to to catch the first signals of opm ops yeah, yay new stuff is ESM, a uh is a brand new spam brand new space software laboratory so there you go guys new software on the set sa- on the 17th of december o ps will be launching into low earth orbit on a so Soyuz rocket from car, oh, I hope I don't butcher this. Koyo, uh, Coyo Royal French Guinea, uh, Guinea, I guess. Lord, help me now. Together, uh, together with ESA's Aesop's Exoplanet Tracker. Hmm, interesting once launched, the satellite will be deployed will deploy its solar panels and ultra high frequency antenna holy crap that has to be one heck of an antenna on that thing and then uh and then send start to send signals back home you want to be uh could you be the first on earth to catch them it says mission control and Darmstadt. Darmstad, I guessing is that word. Are asking for your help? Are asking for your help to find the fledging cube set. Uh, let me see. Uh, anyone? Anyone can apply to be an experimenter. Yes, they're looking for experimenters. Uh, you can apply at Dave. Da Evis at ESA dot INT. Uh, liftoff is scheduled, liftoff is, is scheduled, well apparently it happened. Liftoff was scheduled, let me rephrase that. <coughs> at 854 UTC, well, what would that be?
2: Uh 54 UTC is like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So it took off at 3 in the afternoon. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Oh, I'm stu- I'm <laughs> I still have a lot of problems converting UTC time. <laughs> so.
1: you'd, you'd figure you'd know how to convert it better. I, I have no idea what you'd Go, it's sometime is, in the afternoon. Uh, I think it's like
2: 8 hours ahead or something.
1: <laughs> Deployment began at 1, 5, 1 5 one fifty zero four four point seconds later, so t minus and t plus that many seconds, uh, expected to be at thirteen oh five UT uh, UTC. It uh, began transmitting fifteen minutes after the deployment, so fifteen minutes after
2: after after it launched. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: And after ultra high frequency antenna and solar array deployment had been confirmed, so after the confirmation, they began transmi- that it was up and running. They began transmitting. Sweet. Um, to track uh OpusSat, uh they have a software which is at https colon slash slash get uh, github.com slash E-S-A slash G-R that little spacey backslash no the space. little the little middle yeah,
2: we, we got it
1: yeah the little dash in the middle oh uh opus sat dot backslash okay cool so that's what that is yeah it's, you can decode it and You can log it in their software that you heard it and everything, and it sounds pretty neat.
2: Yeah, something else for the amateurs to play off. Okay, the trivia question, actually getting it off on time today. (laughs) Which famous radio operator was also the voiceover narrator of the old Untouchables TV series? Mm -hmm. Here's a hint. While ham radio was his uh, bu- a vocation, another type of radio was what made him famous. So uh, g- we'll give that to you at the end, in case if anybody knows that. Sweet. So you you know I don't do nothing normal on this show. Oh, of course. Today is no exception. I found, uh, we're going to do a, lot of, a few Christmas songs on, on the Christmas Day show, but I found a song that is not in te- not a normal christmas song like frosty and rudolph and and but as of late it's it, it's kind of a nice christmas song and
1: grandma got run over and by grandma got run over and by, by and a reindeer, a reindeer had and, and had happy had christmas and all that stuff yes
2: we're gonna do this song um and we'll tell you we're not gonna tell you what it is until the <laughs> end so here's a little uh christmas song for you oh cool Da, da, da. And, uh, on WTBRFM, you're listening to Ham on.
0: And now the Christmas can can. Uh.
2: Christmas, Christmas time is here. And Christmas songs you love to hear. Thoughts of joy and hope and cheer. But mostly shopping shopping, 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 shopping. Christmas, Christmas time is here. The sleigh bells and the red-nosed deer. Songs and songs we love to hear. All played a thousand times each year. Heard this same song twenty times. And it's only hard joy to the sounds of Christmas, Christmas time is here, and Christmas songs you love to hear. Of joy, joy, and hope world. and cheer, but mostly shopping. shopping, shopping, shopping.
0: Christmas season starting sooner every year. It's October, stores with plastic Christmas trees. Ransack the mall, shop until you lose your mind. Spike the eggnog, yeah, sit back and watch Rudolph, Frosty, Tiny Tim, the or It's
2: time to do the Christmas
0: well, okay. Not going to do the kick like All you need is a
2: tree Some lights about a thousand presents, wrap them up and break the snow Run into your
0: The most wonderful time of year We're running mad with Christmas cheer Hey, what's troubling you, my friend? It's not fair if you're Jewish, Jewish Not fair if you're Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel I made it plan You realize that Christmas ain't the only holiday Boy. Hey, he's right, who made these laws? Look, wait, here comes Santa Claus Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus Santa Santa, 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 guy, Santa, 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 Santa. Hey, Santa,
2: do the can-can. Help her, her with you, can-can. Join in the parade. I'm going to go buy some Chinese food. All oh, you need is a tree, Some lights about a thousand presents. wrapped them up in break for snow. Run into your closet. Find your Christmas sweater. Screaming carols all the way. Friends. All the way to Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Christmas and can't get intent. for our. <laughs> ending. We
0: should share this <laughs> time. A happy Hanukkah, a happy Hanukkah, a happy Hanukkah a to you. A happy Hanukkah to you. A, a merry Christmas, Father's Father. Also, Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and merry Kwanzaa to you. <laughs>
2: Christmas, <laughs> and
1: uh, yes, Trait no the Christmas can can <laughs> by Chaser. <Walter> it's one of my <laughs> one of my favorites and my sister's favorites. Like I said,
2: we do nothing normal on this show. Oh, of course. The Christmas no. can can mm-hmm. Okay this I wanna do this because this was sent to me um, this morning by James N one P Z P who's in uh, in uh, Florida. But if anybody wants to send anything that you think we can use on the air, that's appropriate to use on the air, mm. www.facebook.
1: Yes, yes, make sure it's appropriate. No cursing, nothing Backslash
2: like that. Ham Jam TV. So this yes. is called I n-
1: TV. Do not go ahead and send anything with curse words. That is not appropriate. Please don't.
2: Hey, this is called I now pronounce you ham and radio. <laughs> you may now kiss the mic. Hi hi. We understand <laughs> the reception was excellent and the information from the honeymoon was provided from a trusted group of official observers. Hi hi. <laughs> After turning down the lights and pulling and. Putting on some soft JT-65 mm-hmm. music, ham and radio assumed positions of horizontal and vertical polarization as they, too, I- intimately knew each other. But they had to be careful not to put the wedding gifts on of Morse code keyers where they'd sleep. Otherwise, they'd become infested with bed bugs. Mm-hmm. And that would be a real pain in the brass. <laughs> yes, I have too much time <laughs> on my hand. Too much time on my hands. Thank you, James, for that. <laughs> that was uh, that, that that was uh, that oh, was goodness. something. So we were we're going to go to our commercial break and we will be back with more goody goodies. Oh yes. Cause you never know just
1: what's gonna yes, happen yes, here. Yes. You're listening to Ham on and WTBR. Read
2: my lips. Are you listening to me? What do
0: you want to do with your life? I want to rock. WTBR. Do you know where your children are when they're surfing the web? The Internet's a great place for kids to learn and have fun. But with unwanted X-rated spam emails, pornographic websites, and Internet-initiated abductions, there's a dark side. In today's high-tech world, parents need to be net-savvy. You can start with the National Research Council's new website, NetSafe Kids. Author and technology expert Robin Raskin.
2: NetSafeKids.org is a great starting point for information on how to keep kids safe on the Internet. The information comes from experts and the recommendations are backed by solid science-based research. The site answers important questions like, how do pornography and predators reach kids? And how can I protect my child?
0: What about legal issues?
2: You'll find a good discussion of First Amendment issues surrounding internet pornography on the site but you'll also find practical advice for parents like how they can create internet usage agreements with their children
0: surveys show that one in four kids will see sexually explicit internet pictures so now is the time to visit netsafekids.org that's all one word netsafekids.org
2: check it out it's the terminator hey when'd you get back huh did you have to shoot anyone why are you so distant are you not happy to see
0: me
1: So, what's the deal? You gonna get a job now or what?
0: Why are you being so jumpy? Put all that stuff behind you, okay? No one knows what it's like to come back from Iraq or Afghanistan unless they were there. Join other veterans at communityofveterans.org because we know where you're coming from. Brought to you by Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America and the Ad Council. They're your friends. They're your neighbors. They're even famous entertainers. They're teachers. They're scientists and astronauts. They're hams. They're 650,000 strong and they're just like you. Earning your amateur radio license is easy. Just contact the American Radio Relay League at 1 800 326
1: 3942. Impressive. Almost impressive. I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs>
2: and welcome back to Ham On on WTBR FM Pittsfield. Ah, uh, uh, that's I kinda got
1: that's kinda fitting to have <laughs> Darth have Darth Vader go ahead and come out at a commercial. Being that the I mean, that Resident Skywalker had their world premiere. Oh that sounds awesome. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, we will maybe get into that. Maybe. But anyway, here we, mm-hmm. have, we no, have.
1: No, no, spoilers. no spoilers. Ha- you know we how Disney inserted spoilers. No spoilers. We have
2: a space age record. Space age uh, record. Here, you've heard it here first on Ham On and WTBR. We have a space age record.
1: Space age record. Hmm. The
2: solar minimum is becoming very dead indeed. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend, the sun set a spa- space age record for spotlessness. So far in 2019, the sun has been without sunspots for more than 270 days, including the last 33 days in a row since the space age began. No other year has had this many blank suns. The previous record holder was the year 2008 when the sun was blank for 268 days. That was during the epic solar minimum of 2008-2009, formerly the deepest of the Space Age, now 2019 has moved into first place.
1: So almost 10, 11 years.
2: Solar minimum wow.
1: is a normal
2: part of the 11-year sunspot cycle. The past yeah. two, yeah. the past two, 2008, 2009, and 2018 and 2019 have been long and deep, making them century-class minima. To find a year with more blank suns, you'd have to go back to 1913. Which three hundred eleven spotless days? Holy crud. So that's uh yeah. So let's see. Wait, you have? Uh, you got some local news? Why don't you? don't you your? Why don't you do, oh, your, local, don't you do yes. your local news?
1: Yeah, sometimes we have local news. Sometimes you don't. This time we do. Uh, the um the dam removal project in Pittsfield is underway. The dam is the dam that I'm talking about is about a century year old. It is is twenty. it is twenty feet by twenty feet high by forty feet wide. It will take three point eight million dollars to remove it. And it is nearly fourteen it is nearly fourteen years in the making for them to remove it, but necessary due to the environmental impact and the rest of the flooding so they're finally getting the uh, the old dam removed hmm. i wonder i wonder how they're going to did de- i i don't think they would like get that started in winter
2: Mm-hmm. uh i i don't know though they'll probably start it <laughs> in the spring we're waiting hopefully for our guests yeah, if to we call th-
1: hopefully every thought <laughs> out we're waiting for ho- <laughs> we we'll are
2: hopefully wait for our guests to call about hopefully in the meantime, hopefully, hopefully we're stalling
1: stalling stalling, stalling. Um, stalling. oh here isn't go it to. fabulous uh let me see oh some important events this day in history in 1966 hey dear my mom and dad was born <laughs> Wonderbar. Uh, in the um, in the U.S., "How to Grinch-Stole Christmas," the popular Dr. Seuss book, "How to Grinch-Stole Christmas," is made into an animated television show. and It is shown for the first time on CBS. Narrator is the well-known horror movie star Boris Karloff. Uh, "How to Grinch-Stole Christmas" is one of those programs that when you see it on television. You you just know Christmas is not far away. Yes, yes, indeed. And of course, you go ahead and see Grinch, Grinch, and Max, and every time they got steal Christmas, but thanks to little Cindy Lou Who, who's no more than two, it just doesn't happen.
2: <laughs> the Grinch stole Christmas.
1: Uh, there is. More. When, when
2: did that when did that debut?
1: 1966, the hey. same year you were born. <laughs>
2: I was waiting for it, there it is, under the bus. (laughs)
1: Oh, of course. Hey, it aired before you and Mom were born. Oh, wow, that's funny. Uh, 1944, U.S., uh, Executive Order 9066. In 1944, the the U.S. Supreme Court Unholds Executive Order uh, 9066, the relocation of Japanese Americans. Approximately one 120,000 Japanese Americans were affected by this ruling and were sent to war uh, war relocation centers in remote areas of the U.S. That's that's just one part of history you don't want to go ahead and remember, but it mm, happens. Uh, 1969, South Korea, withdrawal of 50,000 U.S. soldiers by U.S. Kang, uh, Kang Sang-wook, a presidential spokesperson for South Korea, said that he had been consulted through di- uh, diplomatic channels regarding President Nixon's withdrawal of 50,000 additional troops from Vietnam. Korea had a significant number of troops in Vietnam. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, the more you know. 1978, 1978 USA, uh, U.S.A. Cleveland bankruptcy. Holy crap, I didn't even know they went bankrupt. Uh, <laughs> Cle- uh, Cleveland was the first U.S. city to face bankruptcy since the Depression in the 1930s. Half of, the city, half of the city's 10,000 employees were laid off and cuts were made among the firemen and policemen. Oh, my goodness. That, that, that's some crazy stuff. Nine uh, December 1984. Hey. Me. <laughs> well, I was about mm, two months old. <coughs> Not even. USA Chevy Nova. The first Chevy Nova was introduced as a joint venture between Toyota and General Motors. The original Chevy Nova was built in in uh, 1962 and to 1979. So that's when they re-came out with the Nova. Hmm. Interesting.
2: Okay. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. Now we have our guest... Section manager for Western Massachusetts, and I don't want to hack his name, I hope, Ray LeJoye, Kiel, bravo one LRL, Lima Radio, Lima, Ray, <laughs> welcome to WTBR-FM.
0: Well, hello. You were actually pretty close. The last name is LaJoy.
2: Ah, okay, well, Joe, I see. This is why we don't talk. <laughs> we we want we <laughs> to talk in email. I'm, I'm glad to have you here, Ray. How is, are you, sir? Ray is like I said. He's the, sec- the section manager for Western Massachusetts. He's also my boss as assistant section traffic <laughs> manager for Western Massachusetts. So, uh, Ray, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Well, I um, I was born in 1959. Of course, I stopped at age 39.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, uh, just completed 21 years at uh, Comcast, and right now I'm learning to uh, drive a uh, tractor-trailer. Oh, wow. I decided on a midlife crisis,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to call it that. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I guess it's a good thing that we're doing the interview, considering the weather that we had, that uh, ride out there would have been a murder.
1: Oh, so yeah. So I'm
0: glad that we were able to uh, connect this way. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, as you have. I mean, I'm uh, the the ARRL section manager for the area and um, got licensed uh, for my ham radio in uh, 2004. And I had a very lifelong interest in radio, but never really acted on it until that time. And I decided to do some studying and took my test at a flea market called Hosh Traders in uh, Hockington, New Hampshire. And I successfully passed that on my first go-round. So. Amazing. It's been uh, a great adventure since then.
2: So I, I asked this question last week when we had um, K1UAF, John, here. Um, what, per, well, how did you get involved in becoming section manager?
0: Um, I think that that was a moment of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> um the, the real purpose for me going to section, section manager was uh, twofold. Um, I was the president for 10 years of the, uh, my local club, the Massachusetts Amateur Radio Association, and I decided to step aside. But I've also discovered that the current section manager at um, EMCO, uh, WK1T, he um, has been very silent for a number of years. And I finally connected with him, and he said that he was um, not running again. So at that point, I kind of pondered myself, and um, I decided that I wanted to make an impact for Western Massachusetts and provide better representation to the league and to my members um, and step, step ahead and uh, become section manager, which out here was pretty easy. You know, you win on a landslide. Because nobody else steps up to do it.
2: <laughs> that's, a, that's always the best way to win. Yeah, you see, my, my midnight cry, midlife crisis, is doing this here <laughs> on community radio <laughs> on WTBR FM. Uh, so, so, Ray, what does what is all the responsibilities? Because we've got plenty of time. What is all the responsibilities of a section manager?
0: Well, there is a great many uh, facets to that, um, but primarily the. Um, the main job is to be the liaison between the membership of Western Massachusetts and the AWRL and to provide um, contacts, resources, answers. Uh, you know if anybody has any questions, complaints or anything like that, um, it's not unheard of that I would get emails from uh, members out this way about uh, noise issues or, Interference issues and uh, they want to know what I could do about it um, in certain degrees and I would determine what's necessary channel the information to whoever I can to get the answers that they're looking for and to give that follow up Uh, the other thing that um, I do is also provide um, I lost my train of thought there a moment. That's that senility thing. Um, But, yeah, I provide uh, information to the members and also to promote amateur radio. That's what I was getting at, to promote amateur radio to the Western Mass section, help clubs grow, and provide them with tools and resources in order to help them to grow. And, you know, to look to find ways to make this happen amongst the league, myself, the clubs, and the – and the general public. So, again, there's there's quite a bit to it, but that's generally the meat and potatoes of my responsibilities.
1: Um, To become a section manager, do you have to get approval from the league and then elected by your um, your other HAM members, or is it done by the league itself?
0: This is done as an election. This is a two-year term, and what you have to do is number one you have to become you know a league member in order to start that process um, i believe it is an, um, a technician class or better but ideally you want to be the top-level uh... license so that it gives you a broader range of uh... information to provide oh, nice. and you have to take and get uh... nominated which is uh... typically just five signatures from hams in the area and once you've done that you submit that paperwork and if somebody else does the same thing then it's called to an election and ballots are mailed out and they make their selection and of course in my case I was the only one that put in my nomination so it was um, we'll say default <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, that's that's basically it. It's very simple. And oh, um, wow. and then once you are elected, then you are invited to go to the league for uh, a couple of days and go through uh, two days of orientation, so that uh, you get the in, inner workings of the league and the general policies, procedures, some legal stuff that you have to know. Um, and then basically, yeah, they uh, cut the cord and say, here you go, have fun. <laughs>
1: So they take off your training wheels and go ahead and tell you have at it, huh?
0: Pretty much. They don't take them off. They <laughs> kick them off.
1: <laughs> so I,
2: I know the big thing here that you're trying to do is rebuild Aries. and how how is that coming along? And what do you still need? And what are you still looking for? We, you know, because this is uh, broadcasting to most of Berkshire County, so and we might, have, you know, I know we have a few hams that are kind of sitting on the fence listening, so. Um, What do do you need in ARIES to help you rebuild, what do you need to fill, and how's that going?
0: Well, it's going a lot better than um, it did last year. And uh, as a result, I have uh, now a section emergency uh, coordinator that works under me directly, and he's right now developing a plan to develop a formal ARIES program within our area. Uh, Berkshire County, that's kind of one of our painful areas as a result that there isn't really a lot of participation out there. And I would really love to see some people step up and, uh, uh, you know, volunteer for certain things out in Berkshire County. Um, I do know that there is some changes coming up, and uh, myself and Bob are trying to get some uh, more. Visibility, some more, uh, staffing out there as well as other counties too. I do need some, uh, um, Franklin County. I need, uh, Hamden, I need Hampshire County and Worcester County. So basically all my counties, I do need, uh, some, some assistance. And it's really not a huge deal. The only thing that we do require is that they complete, uh, some type of formal Aries training, whether it's through the, um, Um, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management, uh, which is uh, under ready.gov. There is uh, what's called the ICS courses. And there's a few of them there that we do uh, like to have people complete as a minimum. And also the ARRL has their own course, uh, which is the uh, emergency course that actually got just reintroduced. And that's what we're looking for to at least qualify for one of these positions, so you know anybody that's interested, they could certainly contact myself or uh, Bob Kilo One Yankee Oscar, and uh, you know we certainly like to point them in the right direction and provide them with additional information. Uh, uh, you know if they wish to uh, volunteer.
2: So, uh, are there any plans put in place to maybe get the SET back running up? or getting some field days going? Because I know the No Bark um, Club is decided not to do their field days anymore. But um, any of the important things um, that you're trying to work on, like the SET?
0: Well, the SET, we actually ran something in November, uh, which was kind of a small one, and that actually went over pretty good. Uh, Bob, uh, K1YO, had put together some uh, uh, nets that uh, we – trying to make contacts with to see where our weaknesses is in communication. And once we've got that, hopefully we can uh, figure out where our weaknesses are as far as people, as far as communications, capabilities, and all that. And uh, so, yes, definitely my plan is that once we get a few more uh, people in place, our intent is, number one, section emergency uh, trainings, uh, field trainings as well as uh, you know some other uh, trainings going on uh, to you know get a consistency throughout the entire section as to what to look for, what we need, what we have to do, and all that. Uh, field day, that's kind of a um, uh, problem right there. I was quite uh, disappointed that no has ceased to do their field days but that's not um, restricting anybody from doing their own uh many people do field days uh from their homes uh some of them uh go to a campsite and set up uh, operation there um, you could even get a group together you on on anybody's uh uh call sign and go somewhere and set up a field day so you don't have to be in a club just uh participate and then just uh, put in the information to the league to get credit for what's there so and let me know because i love to uh, go out there and check them out
2: yeah um you can i will I, probably run field day in june under my club call which i moved here from new york so we'll see we'll see what goes on with that um last week we i mean we,
1: we did it one year we got like 214 Mm. Two hundred and ten. Yeah, we
2: we worked a lot. Last week, um, we kind of touched on the cell phone ban, and I know you, and I think uh, the Eastern New York, the Eastern Mass section manager had a lot to do with getting uh, the amendment put into place about um, the amateur radio operators um, being able to still be on their <coughs> radios. I, I kind of touched on it last week. I'm glad you're here because maybe you can bring us up to speed with all of that.
0: Sure um what that was was that it wasn't so much putting in the amendment but it was to ensure that the uh, the bill had the correct wording and the correct exclusions to make sure that we were exempt from the uh sorry
2: live radio folks
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no kidding Um, yeah, the, um, when the bill first came out, um, th- there was a concern that they were going to include amateur radio. This particular instance that we ex- just uh, went through, what they did is they put, uh, had an executive committee, House and Senate, and they got together and they just put together a reworded bill and it went right to, directly to the governor's desk. And that kind of drew a thing there, because what they did, it's very subtle, but legally it could have a bearing as to what is it, it's interpreted as. They took the word mobile telephone and changed it to mobile electronic device. So in doing that, our concern was, was that going to take an remove that exclusion because of that word because you can actually take anything that's electronic even your uh uh, the on-screen dashboards that these modern cars have and that can be considered a mobile electronic device so there is uh, an exclusion it's kind of a general exclusion it's chapter 13 where it says that anybody that's federally licensed is exempt from these rules and that was the big uh, concern was that we wanted to make sure that our bill and that exclusion is together and that it will be honored so that we don't have to face any problems with the law enforcement of, um, you know, giving us a ticket because we've got a microphone in our hands. Um, The response from the amateur radio community was huge. Because the leader of the, uh, that, uh, that committee actually contacted the eastern mass section manager and said, jeepers crow, we, we're getting all kinds of calls, and we want to assure you that that exclusion is in place. Do not worry. You're all set. So that's what we wanted to make sure. We wanted to make sure that we were covered because of the change of the wording, which Thankfully, it was quite successful, and thank to, thanks to everybody out there that responded to their uh, local governor, uh, governing um, bodies out there.
2: Yeah, and, and I, I put over because um, Donald James was here a couple weeks ago into VU, and he actually has a copy of the law in all of his vehicles, and I mentioned the fact that you get the... the um, wallet size copy of your license, which you should laminate and keep with you. Is, is that kind of a good idea for the amateur radio operators to have one, to have a copy of the law with them? Because I could tell you a story, a real quick story. It's somebody in New York, actually, even though the law was there, they actually got pulled over and ticketed because they didn't have any proof that they were federally licensed.
0: Yeah, that is definitely a, a good recommendation because <coughs> even though the, there is a law, And depending on how it's brought across to the public safety officials, uh, the police departments and state police, what's to say that they don't interpret it in another way, which could cause us some discomfort. So definitely a copy of the bill and a copy of your uh, FCC license is definitely good ammunition. Obviously, if he pursues the matter and still gives you the ticket, then definitely, you know, you want to bring all that, you know, to your uh, court, and that way there they'll probably just uh, take and wipe it right out. But you know, we, we want to make sure that nobody really gets inconvenienced because of that. So hopefully that the uh, uh, committee <coughs> has relayed the proper information so that this doesn't happen.
2: Uh, is uh, there, definitely,
0: definitely have the license and the bill handy. I,
2: I know it doesn't come out till February of 2020, but is there somewhere where they can, you know, download a copy of the bill and keep uh, and have a hard copy on them?
0: Um, I haven't looked myself, but I would say if you look at um, mass. dot or even do a Google search for Massachusetts bill, uh, whatever the number is, I don't have the number in front of me. Um, i'm sure that that may pull that up and get the uh, proper uh, wording on it
2: okay um... The, the big question is here how do and i asked this of almost every guest i have in fact i even asked this when marcia was here kw1u um, how, besides me doing this radio radio show every week how was it going to take to get more people um... involved back into amateur radio because i know kind of on paper we're doing well but I've seen that the ranks are kind of slowing down.
0: It is slowing down in certain respects. Now, New England has always been a challenge. New England is technology rich. Uh, you know, everybody over the age of two seems to have a cell phone now, and that's their primary communication, and they feel as though they don't need anything else. So New England has been a tough sell. Uh, you've got states out there that are actually booming with uh, activity as far as new, uh, new radio licenses, but yes, Massachusetts is definitely a struggle. The one thing that we definitely need to do is, and this is what I've been working on, is increasing visibility on my part to let them know that, hey, we're still interested in all that. The other beautiful trend is, is that with uh, a couple of programs that I'm going to be launching in uh, January. Also, there's a beautiful article in uh, January's QST for anybody that's uh, interested in clubs and what to do to develop uh, new amateurs and keep them. uh, That would be a good one. The Nashua uh, New Hampshire Radio Club has been uh, doing a stellar effort and working it to the point where they actually got honored at the Dayton Hamvention um, for their efforts. They've got over 100 members in their club. And nobody in New England can even touch that. And so the league and myself and other things are really now getting laser focused on outreach and getting new amateurs um, in place. And like I said, New England is a tough sell. And just to find that one thing that makes uh, a, a person go for it, it's really you really can't answer that fully but exposure, promotion that's the key right there.
2: Which is what I hope this radio show does every week. Do you think that the the VM um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for the VM thing is going back together and, and Riley's and putting all that back together. you think that will have an impact on trying to get more people? back into or at least the ones that said you know what we've had enough because no one's taking care of the airways even though we're supposed to be self-policing um do you think with the relaunch of the of the of the volunteer mentor program that that will have some kind of impact on bringing people back into the fold
0: well the volunteer mentor program um are you talking about the new um official observer program or the volunteer mentor program that i'm actually launching in january
2: well, first, first, did the volunteer mentor program, the the official observer re- thing that um, Riley Hollingsworth doing down at the league.
0: All right. Yeah, I'm actually coming up with a volu- uh, with a mentoring program for Western Mass. That's why I wanted to clarify it. And again, I'm uh, finishing it up, and I'm launching that in January. Uh, but r- yeah, Riley is uh, definitely spearheading this, and I think that that isn't so much going to promote amateur radio, but it is going to let people know that, hey, we're watching out for you now. Uh, Riley has actually got it set up so that now this program is actually going to be a trained program. There is going to be a term for how long you're going to be there. Um, you could reapply for it again if you want to, but it's definitely going to be a much more formal and rigid um, structure, so that way there the information to the bodies will um, be heard, which was the big problem in the past because it really wasn't going anywhere uh, based on that. So now the league is now taking on that, we'll say, message handling. So observers reports to the league. The league will report to FCC. And I think that that's going to be a much better program and hopefully will resolve some of the, we'll say, lingering issues that some areas have been experiencing.
2: All right. Um, we're going to go to commercial, and then when we come back, we can, uh, we'll talk to you about your VM program that you're going to be starting in January and other, any other little programs that you want to put out there that, that we're going to do here in Western Mass. So we will be back right after the commercial break.
1: Okay. You're Is your it on
0: to two Utes? Uh, uh, to what? What? Uh, did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. What is a ute? <laughs> W-T-B-R When
1: I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's kind of like an elephant it's on my chest. I feel like I'm choking. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital.
0: You know how to react to their asthma attacks. Here's how to prevent them. Call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. Visit www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many.
2: I feel like a fish with no water.
0: Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council.
1: I thought indoor tanning was safe. Right. They say their tanning rays were less likely to cause a sunburn. What you need to know is that they can be worse. They can <laughs> cause deeper skin damage because the lamps can emit more ultraviolet radiation than the sun. Up to 15
2: times more.
1: 15 times. Hello. Not only can UV rays cause skin cancer, but they can cause ugly, wrinkly skin and age spots. So instead of making you look cool, they can make you look like old and fyi every year there are more than 1 million new cases of skin cancer including melanoma the deadliest form of
0: skin cancer and And the second most common
1: cancer for women in their 20s yes in their 20s and treatment for skin skin cancer can be surgery and sometimes even chemotherapy and radiation but still more than 10,000 people will die from skin cancer each year you don't want to be one of them Don't be in In the the dark. Indoor tanning is out. Be safe. Don't go
0: there. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. For more information, visit aad.org.
1: I wasn't going to school because I was just making money stealing cars. Well, I was 10 when I first got involved with drugs. I skipped school because, you know, nobody cared. When I first got pregnant, school was not important to me, so I dropped out. I just thought, the only way I can make something out of my life is that if I get an education. I still need to go to school to make make it for myself. Stay in school. Give yourself a chance. I think I'm happier now. I know I'm happier now.
0: A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. WTBR.
2: Why don't you do the world a favor and pull your lip over your head and swallow?
0: America's quiet, warriors. Are the legion of ham radio operators, 700,000 of them, who are always at ready for backup duty in emergencies. Amateur, unpaid, uncelebrated civilian radio operators during and after floods and fires and tornadoes. After the 911 attacks, hams were indispensable in reuniting families. Most recently, it was they who expedited the search for debris after. The disaster to the space shuttle Columbia, and right now,
1: at this moment, they are involved in homeland security
0: to a greater degree than you would want me to make public.
2: And we are back on ham on here on WTBR FM. That was Paul Harvey telling us what us ham radio operators already know, but telling everybody what ham radio operators are <laughs> we are here with and Ray joy who is the section manager for western massachusetts so uh so honored and and grateful to have him on today kb1 lrl um we are we wanted to talk to you you you, uh, you were uh, talking about that you have some programs that you you yourself are going to be launching here in the new year
0: yeah the uh one of the things that uh when in my travels amongst the clubs and uh, talking to the members there and finding out what's causing the high attrition rate for new hams to go from their license and on the air. And what I have discovered was a couple of things. One is that when they get their license, I find that a lot of times, and I experienced this back in uh, September when I actually got my upgrade to um, Extra. You take and you go to these exam sessions, you plunk down your $15, you take your test, sweat uh, bullets and hope that you pass, and then you pass, then you just sign a paper and they say congratulations, and that's it. Now, even though that you've taken the time and you've studied in the books and, and all that, I find that most of the people that get their licenses basically go out, and I coined the phrase, you know, get that dollar two ninety eight bullfeng Chinese radio, and they look at it, they try to figure out how to program it, and they, they say, what else is there? And I think that that right there starts the discouragement, and they're saying, what am I wasting my time for? If we talk and we were able to have information, resources, you know, something that would be more welcoming to somebody that just gets their license instead of just a handshake, I think that that will help cement a relationship between that person and amateur radio. So one of the things that I'm doing is I'm trying to take and develop some – readily available resources and the one thing that we've just put together myself uh, bob k1yo and a couple of other people is we've got ourselves a uh, uh, 28 page brochure that the plan is it's going to be available i'm going to have it (laughs) on the western mass website um, once we get it launched but what that does is it provides individuals groups and clubs to actually go to that, download it, and they can customize it to their own area or club. So what they do is they put in their localized information, repeaters, uh, club contacts, but more important is also to let the New Hams know there is technical resources available. And the one thing that was very surprising was that there wasn't too many people out there that actually knew that the section has technical specialists. So we have a technical coordinator. His name is Greg, WA1JXR. And Bob is one of them. And uh, we have a couple of others that are out there. And their job with the section is that if an individual or a club tech specialist has a question or an issue or something, they can channel that information or question to one of us to get an answer. And if we can't get the answer, then we funnel that out to the league to get those answers. And whether it's, you know, operating, uh, FCC uh, regulations, uh, antennas, noise, um, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, one guy went up and they said, "Uh, do you know that we have tech specialists? And they said, no. so. That struck a nerve to me. So the first thing that we did is we got the tech specialists to say, hey, we're here. So I had them go out, visit clubs, and let them know that they are there. And in January, this program is being launched um, under the encouragement of our division director, Fred uh, Hoppingarden, and he wants to take and hopefully get this launched throughout the division. So the entire New England division will have um, access to this. And I think that this would be a very complementary tool to use, considering that now the ARRL is now introducing a new magazine in January geared towards new hams. And also the league itself, as well as other places like Dayton, Uh, Who are trying to gear their programs towards new hams? So, providing them, providing people with the resources, I think would be huge because now you can give something to somebody, and now they're going to think, you know, hey, these guys mean something that, you know, that's some value coming out of this. So, it's not that, you know, thank you very much, you know, come back, have a nice day. We give them something to get their feet uh, cemented in, to go in that journey of getting on the air, getting on HF, that a lot of technicians don't know about. Um, Even though 10 meters has been kind of dead, there's still some stuff out there, and they should be, you know, working towards that and then advancing themselves up further. So my goal (laughs) is to introduce this um, aspect and hopefully um, increase our numbers.
2: And I would like to I would like to say right here live on the air that if me and this show can do anything to help you along with that, um, we will I will be more than happy to let you allow you to use the resources of my show and WTBR to help out with that uh, with that project of yours.
0: Oh, of course oh, I appreciate that. Hopefully, in the summertime, I could actually make a live appearance and. Uh, you know, maybe uh, show you some things.
2: Yeah, that, that'd be great because we are be simulcast on. on PC TV, and then I'm uploaded up on the YouTube channel, and now with all the podcasts. So, yeah, it'd be nice to actually have you in studio live. We'd actually be meeting face to face for the first time since I got here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little challenging out that, out that way. You know, I, <laughs> I do make it on field day because I actually plan on getting out there, and actually Nobark was my first stop, which unfortunately was a ghost town when I arrived, but uh, yeah, I do make a a conscientious effort to get out there and visit all the uh, clubs and, uh, you know, field days going on as a group, and the last couple of years, I've been successful. I've been hitting them all.
2: Uh, uh, any, we're, we got like four minutes left so a- any final thoughts anything that you'd like to put out real quick in like 30 seconds
0: <laughs> well you uh, aren't going to get rid of me anytime soon because I was uh, reelected for another two years awesome. which is good because uh, you know for the next two years I'm just going to take what I have and I'm just going to build on this and hopefully we're going to be a much stronger western mass section um, you know after the two years is up
2: and there's a um, last thing here. Is there any websites that you'd like to uh, give out and let Hams check it and check up on?
0: Yep, they can check out our website. Obviously, the ARRL.org uh, website is the, uh, the big one right there. But the Western Mass section has their own, which is uh, wma.arrl.org. And you'll see my monthly uh, musings, or what I call my reports, mm-hmm. um, and other information, events. Uh, anybody from Berkshire County or anywhere, if they have an event, uh, they can certainly uh, uh, send it in. And we'll post it on this website so everybody can see. And um, more information. This, it's quite, uh, quite full.
2: All right, Ray, thank you so much for being here. It took a while to get you on here. We had to kind of coordinate different things, but thanks thank for being you, here. You are a wonderful guest, and we got a lot of information out. So, anybody looking to join Aries, you can go uh, talk to Ray if he, if he wants to put his email address out real quick.
0: Yep, it's uh, kb1lrl at arrl.org.
2: Okay, Ray. Ray LaJoy, Section Manager for Western Massachusetts. It's been a pleasure having you on, sir. And hopefully we'll uh, have you on a few more times as you implement your uh, program in January. You know, if you want to pop on and give us a live report or whatever you want to tell us about what's going on with the program, we'll be more than happy to get you on the air.
0: Sure, very happy, and I'm glad I was able to come on there and uh, provide that information. And everybody out there, have yourselves a great holiday
2: hi right, thank you ray that was thank ray Lajoy, section manager for western massachusetts and we have about two minutes so let's do the uh the question here which mm-hmm. is which one was it? Oh, which famous radio operator was also the voiceover narrator of the old untouchable tv series
1: mm. I can honestly say I have no idea. Well, you, you,
2: you wouldn't. This is way before your time. Oh, yeah. It was Walter Winchell. Winchell opened his radio really? broadcast by pressing randomly on a telegraph key, a sound which created a sense of urgency and importance. And the catchphrase, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. North and South America, and all the ships at sea, let's go to the press. He would then read each of the stories with a stochastic delivery at the average rate of 197 words per minute, noticeably faster than any of the typical pace of the American speech. So oh, for wow. Jesse, for me and Jesse and Susie, couldn't make it here because of the weather. This is Hamon on WTBR-FM. You're all clear, kid.
0: Now let's pull this thing and go home. I'm <laughs> sorry.